Please turn with me in your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 34. I'm going to read a couple of verses for our text this morning. Please stand with me. Would you do that? I'm going to start reading at verse 23 through verse 26 of Ezekiel chapter 34. And I will set up one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them. Even my servant David, he shall feed them, and he shall be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David, a prince among them, I, the Lord, have spoken it. And I will make with them a covenant of peace, and will cause the evil beast to cease out of the land, and they shall dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. Verse 26 is my text verse, key verse. Listen with me to what God says. And I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing. And I will cause the shower to come down in his season. There shall be showers of blessings. And the tree of the field shall yield her fruit, and the earth shall yield her increase. And they shall be safe in their land, and shall know that I am the Lord when I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them out of the hand of those that serve themselves of them. And they shall be no more be a prey to the heathen, neither shall the beast of the land devour them. But they shall dwell safely, and none shall make them afraid. May the Lord bless you. Please sit if you want to. I've entitled what I want to try to say this morning, Showers of Blessing. I want you to notice with me how God puts it. He says, uh, and I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing. God is a blessing maker. He is a blessing God. God is. I will add to Todd's definition of a blessing. A blessing is a gift of God's grace. Now, God does not treat everybody alike. He does not. I know that God lets the rain on the good and the evil, the Bible says. And I believe that God has a general love for all mankind, given that we're all created, every human being, in God's image. But God doesn't love everybody the same way. You don't love everybody the same way either. You don't love your friends like your children. I can remember growing up that uh, my neighbor's friends would come and we would be playing together outside and we'd get in trouble. And my mama would whip me. One day I asked her why she didn't whip them. She would send them home and she said they're not my children. I'm going to tell you one of the greatest blessings that we can ever have from God is when he whips us, when he chastens us. I need a lot of more of those than I did, but we've got it all mixed up in our world. But God says, I'm going to bless you. And God blesses us because he has favored us. You as believers of God, if you trust the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, did you know what? You are adopted by God Almighty into his family. God has chosen you. No, it's not because you were so good or holy. 
That's not how God does his blessing business. God blesses sinners. God takes the broken and he heals them. God blesses those who have no merit of blessing. He does it. And he gets all the glory for it. And I'm going to tell you, it should make us so humble. It should make us so humble to know that God is a God that blesses. I want you to also notice that this blessing of this hill of blessings. He says, I will cause, God does this, the shower to come down in his season. So blessings must be seasonal according to God. They are. And when you think of a shower, you know, showers don't come on days like this too much as far as the natural world goes, the blue sky. I didn't get up this morning thinking it was going to rain today. I don't know what the weather says, but I don't think we're going to have a shower naturally. In a spiritual sense, I want you to know when God says I'm going to bless you, and there will be showers of blessing, oftentimes you got to look for the clouds. Oftentimes depression is a disguise for a blessing that's on the horizon. That's how God does it. And so I want you to see that day, today, that God is a blessing God. And, and he says right here, and this is really a covenant of God, and what a blessing is to know that we have a covenant God that has made a covenant with us to protect us, to provide for us, and gives us the purpose of why he does it all. And I think these verses say that. First of all, I want us to see the provisions of God as a blessing. Now, we got to understand that every blessing we receive is in Christ. We read the verse through Kai's uh, leading us a while ago, and from Ephesians 1, we receive all spiritual blessings in Christ. Now, the devil will try to bless you too. You know that, don't you? He wants to bless you. He will lie and deceive us, and he will try to bless us. He tried to do that to Jesus. You remember in the temptation in Matthew 4, he tried to say, well, I'll tell you, if you'll bow before me, he says, I'll give you this city, or I'll make you great. The devil will try to bless you. Don't let the devil bless you, because it'll end up being a curse, what it'll be. But God says, I'm going to ring these blessings on you. The showers are coming, and, and he says that he provides all our needs. God does. And what a blessing it is to know that we have a God that provides for us. In verse 23 of our reading for Scripture, it says, And I will set up one shepherd over them. He's talking about Jesus. Now, he uses the symbols of David, who Christ came from his lineage. But one shepherd, and he shall feed them. See, God gives us provisions. He says one of the most profound verses, I know I've said this before, is the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, God doesn't give us all we need, but he gives us, I mean, he doesn't give us all we want as far as what we think we want, but he gives us what we need. He blesses us. And it's amazing to understand, if we're honest with our heart, that, that the greatest blessings we have are the things that God has taken away in a lot of cases. 
A lot of times the blessings that, that we see as really powerful and mighty brings us to understand that Jesus Christ is the only one that really matters. And He is. When we can take our sins and our burdens to the cross and believe that Jesus died for us and that we are forgiven and that we have no sin against us and we read verses like Romans 8, 1, there is now no condemnation in them that walk after the Spirit and not the flesh. The very thought and the fact that God has given us a desire to be holy to hate sin, that God has given us an internal alarm clock. Now, we often don't go by it, and we get in a lot of trouble by it. But God will bless us. He will take us where we need to go. And he says, I'm going to rain these showers of blessings. And what a blessing that is that God gives us. Deuteronomy 32 talks about the dew of God's blessings. You ever notice the dew in the morning, it is so silent. We don't know when it comes during the night. Oftentimes, God's blessings fall on us. Walking out in the summertime and the hot, dry heat of the days or the times and finding the grass wet with dew. God mentions that it's the manna that he gave to Israel. He provided for them. God will provide for us, and we need to appreciate that. All of our needs. Jesus says, don't worry. Look, he says in Matthew 6, at the flowers and the birds, and God takes care of them. You are much more valuable than flowers and birds. And God has proven that by the blessings that he's given you and by the ways that he's covenanted. God, in a sense, is responsible for us, and we need to appreciate that. Oh, the covenant of God's grace of giving us salvation and blessing us that he does. In Psalms 68, it says, He daily loadeth us with benefits. He says in uh, Ecclesiastes, not Ecclesiastes, but uh, Lamentations, and the third chapter, he says that his mercies are renewed every morning. God's not going to run out of blessings, so when we sing, come thou fount, it is an ever-flowing fount of blessing. And what a blessing it is to know that we've been blessed. That, to know that, 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 we, uh, that there's a difference between the bread of life that it is so much better than a steak dinner. That we can see that, that God is, is here and that God is blessing us and has covenanted to keep us. And when God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, what a blessing that should be to us. What a gracious way that should understand that and know that he is such a God of grace and mercy in our lives. And he says in Matthew or Malachi chapter 3, you remember those verses, verse 10 through 12, I believe. And God says, bring your tithes and offerings into the storehouse. And he says this, he says, and see, and I will open up a window of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't even be able to hold it. 
Why do you think God, David said through the psalmist 23rd again, my cup runneth over? What a blessing that is. What a joy that is to know that we have such a blessing of God. And the thing that we need to be mindful of is how are we obtaining those blessings? Well, it's done by faith. Are you believing truly that God is blessing you? No, it doesn't mean that your life is smooth. That's not going to be the blessing. It may be the devil's blessing, but it's not God's. But to know that God is blessing us, and, and I want to ask you this. As you come this morning, this morning to worship, I imagine everybody here realizes that God has blessed us. We've sung the songs, haven't we? Come thou fount of every blessing. Anything good in your life comes from God. Whether that's our daily provision, our children. Psalms 127 that says that even our children are a heritage from the Lord. Oh my goodness, what a blessing God is. Gifts of his grace to sustain us through ups and downs and terrors of this life. What a comfort it is and what a blessing to know God as our God. I told you this story a while back. I don't know how long back, but I remember saying it here. But when I was uh, over at the Lake Church, uh, Brother Carlton Brown was one of the members there. and He had a little farm outside of Metter and he invited me one day. I hadn't been there at the church very long. He said, Brother Randy, I have some blueberries, and I would like for you to get some. And so I like blueberries, and I'll go over there and the next week. And I remember pulling up in his house, and he walks out of his house, and the first thing he said was this, did you bring anything to get them in? And I didn't. I didn't bring a bucket. I didn't bring a bag. I mean, I still remember that little deal because I didn't bring anything to get them in. I ask you, when you come to church, it's not the preacher that does it, it's God that blesses. You hear me? If you're waiting for Randy Waters to bless you, you're going to be disappointed. But if God will use Randy Waters or anybody else to proclaim his blessedness, then you get it with faith. I want you to get out of here. Well, go out of here when you do. Not now, but when you do, I want you to go out of here saying, I got something to tote God's blessings in today. And you're going to grasp it by faith. You're going to believe that God is who he says he is and that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes life gets pretty low. I can remember when I was doing forestry work and had four or five guys working with me and trying to make income on payroll and we didn't have anything to do, I still remember the phone would ring time and time again and somebody would say, Randy, can you come over to my place tomorrow? I got something I want you to do or some job. I look at that, I say, I told my wife, that comes from God. God is a providing God. Secondly, I want us to see not only we are seeing his blessing through his provisions, we see his protection. Notice what he says here. I will make them a covenant of peace and will cause the evil beast to cease out of the land and they shall dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. Can you sleep when the wind blows? 
How is it in your days when life has strong storms all around you? I'm going to tell you, friends, a very spiritual warfare, the anxiety and that worry that we have to deal with. That is where the battles fought. Jesus Christ has conquered all of our enemies, including death. And so what we need to see, that is a great blessing. That we have been made more than conquerors in Christ. That we face these trials. That we struggle. That we often fall, but we use those to grow stronger and closer to God. I believe that most people in here could see already in your life how that your brokenness, something that has happened in your life traumatically adverse, is the very thing that has brought you out and understood God more than ever before. Here's the deal that I see. When we have prosperity, and we do, thank God, we hear God. We hear God. But when we have adversity, when we have problems, we see God. And that's a greater blessing than hearing Him. Because we see God and we see God only through Christ. We need to thank God for the blessings that He gives. That is a protection. Did you know with me this? That many times the very struggles that you have your weaknesses, your failures, your sin are the very protection God gives you to come to Him and to acknowledge Him. Listen to me. Anything that causes you and me to pray is a blessing. You hear me? If something in your life, you say, well, man, I don't want this in my life, but if it brings you to prayer, it's a blessing, my friends. You can take that to the house. You can take that to God's house. You can take that to your house. But you understand that God is a blessing God. Now God hears your prayers. What a blessing that is. Through the Christ, the intercession of Christ. Now does he answer just when we say? He doesn't mind. What about yours? But I'm telling you what, I'm glad he doesn't do all I want also. I still remember a testimony I heard from Ruth Graham, Billy Graham's wife. She said how much she thanked God that he didn't let her marry the first two men she asked him to let her marry. And I think there's so many cases in our life we need to see the wisdom of God and understand the blessing of God protecting us from evil that we don't even know about. Because God knows the end from the beginning. He protects us. Right outside my window of my study is some rose bushes. And there's thorns on those bushes. And there's things in your life, outside the window of your life, that are blooming or will bloom. But they have some thorns in them. But you know, those thorns won't bother you. They won't really hurt you until you lean on them. The blessing is we don't have to lean on them. Use them as a hedge. Gosh, I don't know what would become of me if God had blessed me to to be a preacher that had 10,000 members or never had any problems. I'd be the biggest fool that's ever been. That's what I'd be in. 
See, God knows how to keep us humble, and it's for our own good and protection. And we need to thank him for it and bless his holy name in it. It's a hedge that God gives us. I made some notes when I was studying this. That um, over in the book of Kings, uh, there's some enemy nation, the Moabites, who it was, coming against the Israelites. And they were a formidable people, hated Israel. And did God protect them. God says to this, dig the ditches. Bring your heart low to God in the valley and God will protect you. Because God says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and I will lift you up. That place in 2 Kings chapter 3, we find that he said, dig the ditches. And God filled them with water. And the Moabites saw all the water and God had the sun glistening just at the right angle. The Moabites thought it was blood. So they thought everybody had been taken and it was just going to be easy picking. So they go over there just to celebrate the victory somebody else has got and ended up the Israelites rose up and discomfited them through God and ran them back and conquered them. God sometimes tells us to dig the ditches to protect us. We don't like that kind of work. I read a story this morning about a man who was a Chinese preacher. And he'd been in a prison for preaching the word of God in China. And he was at a conference and he gave this testimony and he said this. He said, they knew that I was a Christian and I was from a well-to-do family. And said, they put me in the cesspool of human waste. That was my job. The cesspool got got deep with human waste. And he said, uh, my job was when it got deep and, and it fermented, they wanted me to go in there and clean it up and they would spread it on the agricultural land for fertilizer. But he said even the guards wouldn't get close. Everybody stood way back because of the stench. But he said it was the greatest blessing to me. Nobody wanted around, just me and God. He says, and I remember singing the song over and I could sing loud as I wanted there. In the garden, he walks with me and talks with me and tells me that I'm his own. See, that's what God does. That's the blessing. And he said, what I detested became my greatest protection. And that's what God is doing in your life. Maybe there's a cesspool. Maybe there's something that you're having to deal with that you just is just ashamed of or just uh, detest for every reason. But understand that it cannot come to you without coming through God. And God will use it for a blessing. The showers are coming. You see the clouds? You know, Elijah told Ahab, he said, look, it's been dry for three and a half years. How long has it been dry in your life? See, that's from God too. He says, you go up and look and see, don't you see a cloud? He said, I don't see a thing. He goes seven times. He said, you know what, Elijah? I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. (laughs) Wasn't long before the rain was coming. That's what God is doing. You look for that blessing. 
You understand that blessing, know that that you think is the hardest thing you've ever had to do with will be the greatest way of protecting you and keeping you close to Jesus. And you follow him. And then lastly, where's the purpose? You know what he says? He says, I'll make them and the places round about my hill of blessing, and I will cause a shower to come down at his season. There shall be showers of blessings. And then he goes on to say that the trees of the field shall yield the fruit and the earth will increase. They shall be safe and know that I am Lord. And when I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them out of the hand of those that saved themselves of them, they shall not be afraid. The purpose of your being blessed and me being blessed is not so we can pile up a bunch of blessings. It's not so that we can put a trophy in a case and say, well, look what God has done. The reason God blesses us is it's so that we could be blessors. Psalms 103 says, what can I do for all these benefits? Psalms 116, verse 12, What shall I render, the psalmist says, to the Lord for all these benefits? You mean to tell me, preacher, that the lesser, us, can bless the greater, God? Yes, we can. How do we do that? By gratitude. By serving Him and others. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Psalms 103. O Lord, and forget not all His benefits. What a blessing that is. Let me read those verses before we go. I trust again you've got something to put it in. Here's something to take home with you and bless God all the rest of this day. It says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. You know, one of the greatest blessings of God for the believer is death. It is. God's going to heal all diseases, and sometimes death is the only one. And we need to rejoice in that. God says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of one of his saints. Death is, shouldn't be our greatest enemy. Christ has conquered death. We need to understand and bless God. In sure, there's grief involved, but it's a great Great blessing of God. Oh, how horrific it would be if we couldn't die and we just had to suffer and linger. No wonder God wouldn't let Adam and Eve get to the tree of life, run them out of the garden and put guards around it. What a blessing. Our purpose is to bless God. And you know what? When we realize God has blessed us, we will be more of a mind to bless him and bless others. The problem we have is we take his blessings for granted. The problem with modern religion, as I see it, is this. You want to say this about God, they say. He is love. And misery is not a part of it. But I want you to know this, and I know you do, that prodigal, 
that wandered away from the Father would have never understood the blessings of being back in his Father's table had he not been convicted that he was a sinner. Okay? you got to have the misery before you get the mightiness of God worked out in your life. Do not try to put the cart before the horse. Okay? God will bless you. But being convicted of sin, do you feel guilty this morning about something? It's a great blessing. What God is doing in your life, he's turning that over. And he's going to turn that problem into a blessing. When you go to God with it, and you cast your burdens there to a God that really does love you. We have a protective God. We don't have to run around scared all the time. You know, the world is full of terror in the world today. I mean, even die. People are so afraid, they, you know, you shelter your children, you shelter everybody, you want to give you everything. But you know what I believe? And I think God says one of the great blessings is his sovereignty. There was a little poem, I don't know all of it, but it says, plagues of death around me fly until he sees fit, I cannot die. Did you know that? Did you know that, that you are immortal until your work is done on earth? You look at me like you don't believe that. It's the truth. I admit, I have to reinforce that in my life too. I'm like you. I don't want to die either. But I'm going to tell you, when it's our time to go, we're going. We are. But not until all those terrors around us fly, but until God sees fit, we will not die. I mean, that's a blessing. That's a covenant in our life. That is a promise of God. And so we should live and, and show our blessings to God by whatever we do. If I preach, I want to preach to show that I believe God will have to bless me for it to be anything. If whatever work you do, every life in your marriage, in your singleness, in your schoolwork, you live like you appreciate the blessings of God. You know, every morning I eat a banana in my oatmeal. And this morning I told Penny, I said, you know, I remember a day growing up, we never got bananas but once a week. My mama would go to the grocery store on Saturday and get a bunch of bananas, and I'd eat two or three of them that afternoon. And then she'd make some banana salad for Sunday dinner. I still remember that. I never got any more bananas the rest of the week. But amen, even to this day, I, I will eat a banana and a sweet potato every day if I can. And do a lots of times. But what my point in saying that little silly gesture is this, that do not presume upon God's blessings. Okay? Because every day I peel a banana, I thank God. Every day I eat a sweet potato, I thank God. I mean, God gives us these blessings. We, can't, we need to rejoice in Him as never before. Because I'm going to tell you it's about to rain. I believe we're living in a time that we're going to see the rain of God's blessings. And I remember too, growing up in those hot summer fields, you ever, you ever, some of you can remember, you remember sweating, you can smell the rain? You can smell it. 
You can smell it coming across the field. I mean, that's what God is doing. But nobody can make rain. There's not a man wise enough, not a scientist uh, big enough or good enough to make it rain. Only God can make it rain. And you better well believe, and I better well believe this, the only way that we're going to get a blessing is going to be from God. God's going to have to do it. But he's doing it. He's a blessing God. Do not miss God's blessings in your life. Knowing your relationship to God, communion with him is our blessing to live this life no matter what happens to us, no matter what we have to deal with. May God help us say all this and Jesus too. What a blessing. Would you bow with me? God, we thank you for your blessings. We don't, we don't deserve them. And Lord, in your wisdom, I know speaking from this poor sinner, and I bet from a lot of other people in this room, if you never bless me again, never, I've already received more than I deserve. And I thank you for every one of them. But oh God, by your mercies, if you see fit to bless me again, to preach another sermon, to hug another child, or to have another meal with my wife, I will not take it for granted. I will not peel a banana and think that it's just happened chance. I thank you, God, for the blessings of life. No matter how they look on the outside, they are so wonderful because they come through Christ. Dear Lord, help us to understand that the greatest blessing we ever will have is a cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.